So I see we're starting the week on a positive note with the RAND once again at a very strong levels, especially against the U.S. dollar. Can we start getting used to this level below 1350? Oh, again, I wish I could say, say yes, yes but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am not so confident about this. Um, it is interesting that it's the third time in a couple of months that we're at this level of um, uh, sort of around the 1320 to 1330 mark. Um, and, and, and often what you find in, in technical terms is this is what's called a triple bottom. So, you know, when, the, when it reaches that point three times in a row, trying to move stronger and it can't really break sustainably below that, that often marks the final turning point before the weakening comes back again. But if we were to look at what are the fundamental reasons possibly um, underpinning the view that, my view that uh, that the RAND might very well weaken from current levels, um, there's a couple of things that I think we need to look at. One of them is that I think the reason why we've had a relatively strong RAND in recent weeks has been on the back of the money that came into the country after AB InBev um, bought out SAB Miller. That was a significant amount of money that certainly provided a lot of strength for the RAND. Um, and when we look at um, statistics around the uh, extent in, to which foreigners have been selling bonds and equities on the JNC for the last couple of months, and again in January, 18 billion RAND worth of, of um, equities and bonds that were sold just in the month of January alone, you can see that the forces certainly are at play that there should be a weakening bias for the RAND at this stage. Um, we've also had relatively quiet time sort of uh, here on the local front in terms of news flow, but I think certainly this week a lot of attention will be on South Africa, partly because of the mining in Darba, but also because of the state of the nation address, and I think a lot of expectation building in terms of um, maybe some reshuffling of cabinet, maybe some realigning of portfolios or positions within government, all of it, of course, leading up to the, the first two of the three major ANC conferences coming up in June this year. So I think there's quite a lot on the go at the moment. Certainly some of the just most recent strength in the RAND that we saw since Friday was mostly because of the weaker dollar also, um, because when you look at the RAND relative to the pound and the euro over the last couple of days, we really do not see the strength there that we've seen in the RAND dollar. So just this last little bit, I think it's the dollar more than anything else. Mm. And still on that note, uh, the weaker dollar, of course, uh, also the reason why commodity prices have been stronger recently. Now, we know the mining in Daba starts in Cape Town today. What can we expect from that side? Yeah, so this is a major event, of course, on the global mining calendar every year. And um, for the last couple of years, as commodity prices were relatively depressed and, and, and um, you know, there was not a lot of profit for demand as, as China sort of turned to more of a slowdown, the mining in Darba has really become a lot less prominent than it has in the past. But this year, this is all set to change with significant increases in the number of visitors. We're looking at around 6,000 attendees um, expected at the mining in Darba, which starts in Cape Town today. Um, and I think there will be a lot of um, discussions, a lot of focus, a lot of talk, but I'm afraid I don't think necessarily a lot of money coming South Africa's way in terms of, of um, acquisitions or, or mining deals being struck. What you might find is that this is an opportunity for international deal makers um, to look more towards mining opportunities in the rest of Africa. So South Africa still remains a very good destination for this type of deal making to take place. But, uh, you know, in the, in the last couple of years, we've already seen many of our big mining giants 
sell out of the South African assets. You know, you might recall the HP Billiton sold um, unbundled into South 32, all of the South African assets. Goldfields also did it. That was how Sabania Gold was created. And currently, Anglo, Anglo-American is currently undergoing quite a, a substantial portfolio restructure as well. Um, so certainly the trend for many of our South African mining giants is really to separate the South African assets from the rest of their, of their mining portfolio. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what sort of deals are struck at the mining in Darba this week. Uh, there might be some big deals, but I don't think South Africa is going to be on the receiving end of, of a lot of those deals. Just a quick message from Thony who says, hosting the mining in Daba in Cape Town where there's no mine is like surfing in the middle of the Kruger National Park. <laughs> but it was still on mining. One mining company that's been in the news uh, quite a bit lately, Narina, um, for various reasons, of course, Kumba Iron Ore. And I see on Friday, the share price there took a knock of 8%. What's going on? Mm. Yeah, so Kumba has, has been a very interesting one to watch over the last couple of months and, and certainly in 2016. It was one of the strongest performers in terms of um, just the percentage gain that it made. And it was mostly because of spectacular increases in iron ore prices. But then on Friday, you're right, as you say, the, the share price on Friday knocked down by about 8%. And that was really because of, um, you know, the perception was that it was because of a, a, a tax bill that they have to pay to SARS, which I'll talk about just now. But actually, that was not so much the reason for it. It was rather a case of the iron ore price that came under a bit of pressure because of China just on Friday, you know, um, increasing their interest rates and, and just putting a bit of a lid on, on, on some of the, the recent commodity price rises that we've seen. But what we, we learned on, on Friday was that there's finally been some finalization between SARS and Kumba regarding um, a tax bill relating mostly to fission iron ore um, and where the expectation was at one stage that this could be as much as five and a half billion rand. The final deal was, was only at two and a half billion rand. So if anything, not only is this good for, for Kumba, they've already um, accounted for one and a half billion of that two and a half billion in the previous financial year and they'll do the other billion this month, um, it, it really means that, that it also opens up the way for Kumba to start focusing a lot more on the production side of the business. And at the same time, it allows Anglo-American to continue with its stated intention of selling Kumba and also restructuring its portfolio. So Kumba has been a, a very interesting performer, and certainly, you know, as, as I said over the last year, it's been one of the best performers, but it's still a long way away from the highs that it received reached in round about 2013, we're still about two-thirds of the way away from that price, um, you know, somewhere between 600 and 700 rand, where it's currently sitting at below 200 rand. So you can see that although it's done very well so far, there's still a lot of catching up to do for Kumba. Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on.